When you're constantly on the move, it's not just pits that break a sweat. From your armpits to your thighs and everywhere in between, new whole body deodorant cream and sticks from Shea Moisture are your secret weapon to staying fresh and confident all day long. Made from melanin-rich skin and packed with plant-based goodness, embrace a new era of freshness with whole body and stick deodorants from Shea Moisture. Find them at your nearest Walmart and walmart.com. And when you do, your whole body's covered. Cause we do this shit every day, every week. Dustin, let me hear you speak. Write the beat. Do it like you on fleek. Let them know. Time to do this show. Get it started. We at the friend zone. (laughs) I rock mics and I mind my own business. I don't lose fights. I only win this. This is what I do. So let me pay attention to everybody. And they all in my mentions asking me about where I'm from and what I do. I rap like me, me when I come on through. I'm just playing. <laughs> Hold on, wait a minute. All right. <laughs> <laughs> That's how guys. he raps? Yeah. Sometimes. Just like that? Loud. I don't, I've loud. never heard. I can't. I, I told you I'm there's a thinking, song for you. I'm just thinking. I don't think I've ever heard a Meek Mill song. There's a song you need to hear. You will. We'll get you there. Anyway, <laughs> we'll get you there. Welcome hey. to the friend zone. Um, Here we go. Your weekly podcast venture <clears throat> that focuses on all things mental health, mental hygiene, mental wellness, mental everything, with the emphasis on hygiene, though, because who <laughs> in the hell wants a musty brain? And this is our week with the worst intro ever. So welcome <laughs> to this week, you guys. <laughs> yeah, you know we we were like coming in here about I'm gonna blame be. this on the Thanksgiving food that you guys had last week <laughs> yo the food <laughs> the, the itis intro <laughs> no actually I was doing great up until we started like getting real I was like oh man so like I was thinking about all the money I spent today and like the little things I spent them on and I was just feeling real guilty so right before we started the show I'm just like oh man but <laughs> oh, man. I know how I can refocus my energy please tell us well you know uh recently I decided to pick up some things. <laughs> Asante <laughs> just pulled out a sack of stones. <laughs> <laughs> what is happening? Uh, let me see if you can identify these. <laughs> like like she can. <laughs> okay. Here we go. He's showing her a stone in his hand. The, the first stone. I'm jet lagged. You really can sit here and have me. Look, so I, I definitely <laughs> went and got some stones this weekend. And uh, I've got amethyst here. Oh, I and see the amethyst. Do you know what this is? No, it's that one. Tiger's eye. Okay. I was like, I, you know, I'm about to be an entrepreneur. You know, I'm real successful. So she was like, you have to. Get <laughs> so wait, this where one. did you get these stones from? Um, so there's a place over by. I can't believe I didn't bring this. Uh, it's literally right by Buffalo Exchange on like 27th between six and seven, somewhere over there. Mm-hmm. But definitely like go there because the people there are really nice and really friendly. Oh, I didn't even show you the prize bunny. Cause I was like, my homegirl home mm-hmm. has a stone she got sitting on top of some money, right? And so like I need to be, and she was just like, no, 
Bam! You see what this is? A citron. Yep. <laughs> and it's a necklace. And it's a necklace. Pretty. Yes. <laughs> so I got my friend on. Yay. And I got me some stones to help me refocus. And it's actually were, really awesome. Did you, did you buy any books or anything with more I information? I didn't. I literally walked in there and I got these stones and I was talking to her about it. And then I was like, you know, getting my Googles in. Right. And so I was kind of <laughs> reading some. And one of them, the hematite I had in my uh, apron at work earlier today. The hemorrhoid. No, <laughs> definitely not preparation that. <laughs> um, hematite. Is that, am I saying that right? Hematite? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, I had that one in my apron. I'll tell y'all what that one does later because I felt like it just helped me keep focus. I like this. Mm. I just Look wanted to be rooted. So I felt like I had to go do something to like really keep me rooted, especially since you weren't here. So I was like, I have to be able to focus myself without Fran around. Oh, <laughs> so well, I miss Shout you out guys. to you for getting your stones on. I w- I'm actually really fascinated to hear what you think about them. Now that you bought them, now you're going to experience them on yes. your own. Yes, absolutely. Let us know if, you know, it was legit. <laughs> I think it is. You know, she she was making it really important when I was picking out my stones. She was like, go through, feel, you know, take a look. And so then you're like actually looking at these stones, not even knowing what they mean. Mm-hmm. And you're kind of feeling like for like some sort of charge or something or like even like a spark or something. Like that's what I just kind of started to feel. Yeah. Charged up. Yep, I felt charged up. <laughs> That's right. awesome. I did not regret my purchase. It's actually very inexpensive, which I was surprised at because I was like, gemstones, I ain't got no money for that. But right. No, yeah, they range. <laughs> yeah, they, they have they a do. lot of different prices, and depending on the size, too. So, yep. So, I just welcome to, to the world dope. of healing crystals. I feel like that way to, you know, raise your chakras up. <laughs> right. <laughs> I need it, too, because I'm, I'm actually apologizing to those of you listening <laughs> in, uh, in advance because I'm going to be moving a little too slow today my brain is uh eight hours <laughs> ahead actually um i'm going through some severe jet lag i've been dizzy all day where are you coming from friend just got back from africa mm. from ghana and togo um mm. i was there for the past 10 days so i'm trying to what's the word reacclimate yeah, yeah. <laughs> and my uh man the jet lag is serious though like, I've been dizzy, literally, for the past 24 hours, but it's okay. We're going to make it through. We're going to make it, friend. Right? <laughs> what are we talking about today, guys? Well, I don't know about you, but I would love to hear more about your trip to Africa. Absolutely. Oh. There's so many things I want to know, because I never really had a desire to visit Africa, just speaking mm-hmm. honestly. Right. Um, But now, the older I get, there are things that are making me, you know, revisit taking a visit. You know right. What I mean? Like, I'm like, damn, do I need to go? Should I go? I've always felt that people speak of it as if it's an obligatory, you know, pilgrimage because right. you're a black American. Go back like, to Africa. Yeah, you're not mm-hmm. shit if you don't want to go back to Africa, you know, and connect with your motherland. But that's never been a realistic thing for me. Mm-hmm. And so now, though, I, I recognize the just the value of knowing, just the, the amount of knowledge that you can get from visiting somewhere like that. Right. And, and then the, the varying, the differences in the locations in Africa. In, in, in societies and cultures, all of that shit. Like, I know that it's got to be, like, night and day, depending on where you are in Africa. Oh, yeah, of course. So I would love to hear more about the, the <laughs> African experience from your perspective. Yeah, well, man, I'm trying to think, where do you even start? Right. Um, <laughs> Let's start with the beginning of your visit. Like, right. What was it like? Well, when we, first of all, it was... Um, about like I said, excuse me, because my brain's a little <laughs> slow today. I'm, it's gonna take me a while to answer things. But at least it ain't musty. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we it was about um a 
ele- 10, 11 hour flight mm-hmm. um, from New York, from JFK. And we landed in Accra, Ghana, <laughs> which was amazing. We The first night we were there, we stayed at um, the Kempinski Hotel, which is this like European luxury hotel. Right. It had like, yeah, yeah it had like the infinity pool. You walk in the like beautiful lobby with the, you know, beautiful windows mm-hmm. and the palm trees just very very um very fab life so like, we were kind of right, africa yeah you know <laughs> it was kind of like okay you know because i um had never been to africa so i didn't really know what to expect mm-hmm. and you know tv kind of has this very specific portrayal mm-hmm, <laughs> of what mm-hmm. africa is right so to come off and go straight into the lap of luxury was really fascinating yes. um but we also weren't um too excited about the hotel in the sense that it's like okay i didn't come to africa to chill inside of a resort right. i want to experience the people and and really get into the culture you know the different um the real life i guess you would say so that was day one and day two we kind of just explored we went to different markets and bought fabric and talked to women and um you know spot of course i went and got shea butter and my oils <laughs> the and, real yeah shit. i started yeah. stacking up so <laughs> oh. that's a, now that's some real if you're gonna have some shea butter that's oh, the place man. to get it i'm here to right? tell you african <laughs> black soap like black soap too yes Ooh. i came back with so much stuff I hope you got some for me right i have some for all y'all so <laughs> <laughs> so that was cool being able to experience the market um yes. and then the next day is when Things got real. You know, we jumped in our, our caravan. The and, real world Africa. Right, real world Africa. And we headed to Togo. We um, had to cross the border, which was intense, you mm. know, as Americans. <laughs> having to whip out your blue passport and everybody kind of looking like, Are these black Americans, you know, just yeah. the mm-hmm. fascination with each other, really. Um, and then crossing through. Then we drove, like, I don't know, seven or eight hours into Togo, um, into an area called Sokode. Hope I'm saying it right. Um, and we stayed in a village in huts, you know, and it was absolutely fascinating because when we pulled up to the compound or the area, I should say, there um, we heard singing and footsteps and dance. Like we could hear people moving around and we were like, what is that? You know, like who's singing and clapping. And it was just sort of like this anxiety, like what's about to happen. And then the gates kind of opened and the entire village was like welcoming us. Oh my God. friend! (laughs) It was like little kids, old men, like just, it was so beautiful. Right. And they, you know, told us welcome home, which at that point I cried like a child because there's such a disconnect growing up, you know, in the States. And I was telling them that, like, when you knew the Africans in school usually, like, made fun of them. You know what I mean? Of their outfits and right. just such a disconnect right. culturally. And to come back and see the beautiful people, their beautiful skin tones, their smiles, their warm, pure energy, and, and how there was just so much love for us when we walked in. You know, I just was overwhelmed. And for them to say, welcome home. I you would know. have been in full fetal position. Right. Yeah, no more, like, <laughs> just falling. Like, like, yeah, man, that, that really, I didn't realize that it would affect me like that. You know, I didn't realize that at all. I didn't realize that that was something I needed to hear. 
I didn't realize right. that my spirit would even feel something like that so right. deeply mm. to yeah, be told you, welcome home. When you said that, like it was just so powerful because I don't think like even hearing that, like that's exactly what it was. Like we, I don't you think don't going know to that Africa, you need to hear that something like that happening. Yeah, how much that could just take me out. Like so for you to experience that. Was that like an out of body experience? It really kinda? was, you know, and it and it also was such an introspective moment because I was like, "Fran, you you really these like these are your people," and even especially being Dominican, that that's even like such a bigger war with our people that we just won't admit <laughs> the African connection, you know, mm, and yeah. a lot of other cultures that are to do the same that they just don't want to deal with that side of their of their history so it was really beautiful to be there face to face to f- like we got barefoot immediately like mm-hmm. just i wanted to feel the soil the red beautiful soil like in my feet and yeah because that ain't no filthy ass new york city sidewalk you know? over there. <laughs> that's, that's that's real dirt right that's real pure dirt pure. That grows shit. right and, and just eating actual earth yeah, yeah, eating like fresh food that's made there, that's mm-hmm. fished there, that's sourced there. It's just a different quality of life. And the beauty products are all, you know, from the trees and the bushes. And it's just. I don't know you was in heaven. Oh, God. I was friend. like, well, how do I stay here? <laughs> <laughs> what do I have to do? Um, but, you know, it just put a lot into perspective. Cause here we are rolling up with our like iPhones and our MacBooks. Look, I can't and even our... make no jokes that you miss Real Housewives this weekend and everything. <laughs> like I'm just like, oh man. Right, and you know, it was just fascinating. And yeah. we sat in our huts, and it was that moment it hit us like, okay, <clears throat> we're like so separated, separated from everything we know at this point. So far away from home, it's like five thousand miles. You know, it's like it, it. Yeah, it was just. It was really intense, but it was beautiful and it and put a lot into perspective. I was telling the guys that when I came back, you know, to come back in the airport and see everyone back on their iPhones and the Jordans and, mm-hmm. and not saying there's anything wrong with that because I'm not going to come back too unrealistic. You yeah, know what I mean? This is how This is our life over here, you know. Right. But what it did remind me of is to keep in mind the things that I – take so seriously the things that i take for granted the things i allow to hold me back you know and they like we stayed there and didn't need anything wow we didn't need any of the things that we had yeah i barely went into my suitcase the whole time you know what i mean i didn't use my laptop granted there was no wi-fi but Mm -hmm. you know and it just was like the things that i thought were such do you place such value on when you're here, you know, and then when it comes down to it, you didn't actually need any of it. There ain't no seamless over there. No, there ain't. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, okay. At least not in the part we were staying, uh, you, you know, know. Ain't no hop stop over there in Africa. <laughs> no Uber Eats. Okay. <laughs> but I thought it was um one thing I will say is that I really hope people start gaining some interest in the different parts of Africa, you know. Look up charity orgs like I had the opportunity to speak with a lot of the women that work there and and gather the the shea nuts and create the shea butter for a lot of the beauty products that we use here. And it was sad to hear a lot of companies that we support, you know, not paying these women properly where women don't even have enough money to buy breakfast or their meals for the day or support their families. And meanwhile, we're over here paying thirty dollars for these uh soaps and bath bombs you know what i mean and then 
the women are not living properly. And the whole point of me going was to bring more awareness to fair trade. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, because the beauty industry is massive. Mm-hmm. It's a Absolutely. multi-billion dollar industry. So the fact that these women are, you don't even know how hard it is to create shea butter. Like, I filmed the entire process from beginning to end. Um, straight from how they go from the actual nut to actually creating the block what? of shea butter. So I'm so excited. Even coconut oil, African soap, I've documented all the steps for each. And I can't wait to post that so people can understand the work that it takes to create things that we most likely just put on our skin and don't even think twice right. about the women, the people, I should say, because men work just as hard over there, you know, creating especially this we, especially when we spend so much money on it or so when we feel much money you would you know? think the least we could do is you know be helping someone survive right so that sucks what that that's- you're about to expose to friend is something that people normally do not get to see right and you hear all these stories and you you associate um you think about sweatshops and third world countries and all those things but nobody ever so you know that that it exists right mm-hmm. but nobody ever actually goes there and documents and puts the a process. face so what you're doing and what you're about to do is literally groundbreaking right and that insight like i'm looking forward to seeing it just to it, it really will things like that if if something like that does not change a person it's something wrong with you right you, if you can't yeah, connect to that like, like on a humane level. level something is really really wrong with you so i think that that's going to be a great adjustment in people's perspectives and a necessary one. Yeah. That. And yeah. even just how big, aside from, you know, the beauty industry itself, but even just the natural hair industry, how it's mm-hmm. like booming, you know, yeah, and absolutely. which is beautiful that all of us are connecting with our roots and ourselves and, and being more embracing of our natural beauty. But I think it's also important when we do promote these beauty brands and these DIYs and shea butter and coconut oil, which we all are so proud to promote, that we're fully aware of the women who are providing these ingredients for us, who are creating these products for us, that they can also sustain themselves. Right. You know what I mean? Like it was really hard to speak to a lot of these women and even just the different and hear about the different brands that are just not looking out for them whatsoever and meanwhile we're over here especially youtubers you know a lot of my peers myself included we're over here promoting these brands and that hurts you know it hurts to put faces to these women and really humanize them because i think that's the disconnect yes we just are a culture of consumption we just buy 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 but we're not on this. Like, I remember I saw a picture once and someone was showing me like one, an iPhone factory or maybe not. I was like an Apple factory. Um, I believe it was in Singapore. I'm, I'm going to have to Google that just to double check. But they showed that there was like a high rate of suicide. But instead of creating um, some kind of intervention or, you know, some type of mental health, something within the factory yeah. to see what's happening that's creating this, they just put... Um, um nets under oh, the window wow. can you believe that if you google it literally you can google a uh, net under a window in an apple factory and it will pop up what it's these yellow nets that are on a diagonal under the window so if you jump the net will catch you so that it, they can you know basically inst- so wow. they right they're more concerned with stopping the suicide than understanding why it's happening 
And so that is things like that that I think we're just not aware of. Meanwhile, we're over here just swiping on our phones, obsessing over the next one that's coming. And you're not thinking of the people who sat there and made this for us. What's their quality of life just so that we can consume? You know, and I really feel like it's it's something that we need to speak more about and even just think about the coat that you're wearing, the shoes that you're wearing, the pants that you're wearing. Who made that? Where are they today? Did they eat? You know, and and it's so easy to not think about these things. And I think what this trip did for me, and I'm someone I'm someone that's always sort of wondered about fair trade because if you notice on my YouTube videos, I bring it up like often. Yeah. But now it's like on a whole different level for my mind because I saw these women's faces. I sat with them. I talked with their kids. You know, like it's like I can't ignore it now. Like now I can't ignore it. And and I, it's so important that more and more people discuss it and I even have no problem exposing a lot of these brands like Lush you know that are spent are are charging us so much money and then meanwhile the women don't even have money to pay for their homes and their food and their kids like it's like why is that Lush wow that sucks you know what I mean why are your bath bombs 20 and 30 dollars yo like and when I tell you Lush they charge an arm and a leg and they claim they be making all that stuff in there too like right and then a lot of people I didn't even know that a lot of people claim fair trade when they aren't I didn't even know that was legal I mean I shouldn't be surprised because <laughs> like a lot no regulation of regulation for it right they can just slap it on a label and there's it, ways and to get around it and you can get the label based on like certain criteria yeah. but it's american made so it's almost like you're it's like your enemy creating rules on how to save you wow. <laughs> like you know what i mean so it just gets very blurred and tricky and i was honored to you know to go there and one thing i have to say too is that africa at least the parts that we visited it's not this you know, uncivilized, backwards, you know, the the way that America has just totally portrayed it. It's not like that. Yes, there's there are parts like the village that we stayed in where people do need help. You know, we went to a clinic and they had like a a table where women come in and have babies. And they said that they average three deaths a month, you know, which is devastating. Oh, Jesus. Right. So. They had, like, I remember the girl was like, this is our pharmacy. When she opened the door, I was in absolute shock because it was just, like, a like a box of peroxide or something and, like, a Band-Aid. Just, like, really, really nothing there. Right. And I just felt like, oh, my goodness, like, how could we help, you know? But I don't want people to think that Africa is this place that isn't self-sufficient, you know? The problem is that we are in there taking the resources and not giving back. That's the problem. It's an actually a very rich, self-sufficient, and when I say rich, I mean in resources. Right, You right. know what I mean? We have yeah. everything that we need there. It's a beautiful place. It's magical even, the fact that you can walk by a shea butter tree. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. everything we need is there. But it's that all these, even China, like, they were, there was, um, I saw roadways being paved and it was Chinese workers. You know, and I was like fascinated and it just seems like everyone taps into Africa, but no one puts back. Right. And that's the problem. And that's what needs to be discussed and highlighted. And I've, you know, this whole fair trade thing now is like going to become way more of a heavy thing for me because it just hurt, man. And I'm sitting there with all my 
chucks on and my you know all these things that we value over here all these brands and now i'm thinking like damn what are we supporting out here especially just thinking about lush alone like how much money i i probably spent in lush like (laughs) right that shit is like really disheartening like it's really fucking with me because like it's like yeah that's I don't even. I'm, I can't even. I'm getting a little choked up. I don't even know. What to <laughs> That's crazy, man. And and this is for around the world. You know, it's not even just Africa. It's factories in Asia. It's it's just around the world. We. I just, you know, I guess this can kind of tie even into what my wellness segment would be. It's and like I said, this isn't a thing of trying to create like paranoia or, you know, it's it's more so. I just want us to be more mindful. Right. That's all it comes down to. We're so consumer heavy over here. And it's like, I want us to be more mindful of the way we're contributing to the world and and the things that we're not paying attention to. You know, I like it. It doesn't hurt. Like, let's say we we met a um a CEO and his company, Alafia, and they're sold at Whole Foods. And I actually really, really encourage everyone to try to use those products because he has found the way to, um, his name is Olawanju Chala, and he has found the way to maintain traditional values. So he hires, he's created like a collective of workers and they still make their shea butter and their oils in traditional ways, you know, um, without having to use chemicals and factories and all these industrial, like he's found a way to still honor these women and pay them fairly. Nice. They have their families and he donates bicycles to the women so that they can ride to work and they don't have to walk all these miles. Like he takes care of them and he still provides us with the same beauty products that we use, but not at this, you know, not having to sacrifice the workers that create it for us. And that changed my my life because it was like, well, clearly it can be done. Right. He's showing us this. So why is it that other people choose not to? And how how why can't these corporations afford bicycles for these people to, to travel? Why it's don't not like they we're care? For vehicles. Why don't right. they care? Yeah, why don't and that's they the give problem. It it's the it's like we just don't humanize these workers. We use these resources and we don't humanize the people that are are like working hours a day to provide these things for us everything your iphone everything all those things that there's a worker somewhere breaking their back for you for you to have this life and i think i just want people to just think about that if anything just think about that you know and and that's what this trip really how it really affected me and seeing the women and they still had so much love for us you know and the purity and the the love like that's what made me be like man how can Mm. we not have so much love right back you know it's just i don't know man this trip really affected me (laughs) i'm so glad you went right i'm so glad i did too and 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 it excited me too to be posting these pictures on instagram because a lot of people were like i never would have gone to africa but now i'm fascinated i'm telling you yeah i remember we were talking about it somewhere and you know the majority was like i'm not going to africa or i don't i've never wanted to blah blah and i was thinking to myself well like i've never like wanted to but i would go kind of right and then i was kind of sitting on the fence then but then i kind of realized why most people do think you know yeah because the way we portrayed it yeah and and don't get it twisted. There are a lot of really awesome young influencers out there that live there, oh. that were born there, that have moved back. Different layers, different types of people, different situations that are working hard day in and day out. We met some awesome artists and creators 
that are have dedicated their lives you know and created these missions to uh improve the quality of life you know for because it, it's the motherland it's the motherland the resources are so rich it's such a beautiful place Boy, and it was so inspiring awesome. to meet the young people that have dedicated their lives to just helping bring awareness you know to the fact that we really are depleting a lot of countries and are and most of us are unaware that's the thing mm-hmm. most people just have all these things and and never think to think <laughs> about where it's coming from and if the people that are making it are able to to sustain themselves mm-hmm. so i i just want everyone to just you know the the most I could suggest, at least, is to try to support brands that you can trace back their fair trade initiatives. And Alafia is, is the main one that I would suggest for your beauty stuff. And they have everything. They have lotion. They have soaps, shampoo, conditioner. You know, like, and I'm not saying that they're the only one, but just do your research. You know, because if you're going to put, you're going to put money in some beauty products, right? Because we all have to at some point. <clears throat> so at least make sure the money's going towards people who are treating others well. That's the least we could do. The least you can do. And if you're sitting there listening and you're thinking to myself, I ain't got time for that. <laughs> think about all the other ridiculous things that you might have Googled today. <laughs> right. Or watched last night, or Love what? and Hip Hop. Yep. Or the other night, you'll get this on Wednesday, so never mind. <laughs> <laughs> The point is right. Yeah. That this really like puts things into perspective in a way that's kind of like yeah. I would have been so ashy in Africa because I would have what? been ashamed to put on lotion or anything like Any with shea the butter. When had. Yeah, when <laughs> right. I'm seeing like how Yo. unfairly these people have been treated, I would. That's the one time that people would have caught me ashy. <laughs> and you know what's crazy? Like when you really think about it, it's so messed up that they're getting that, and they have like the best stuff to, you know to use so we getting like the watered down chemically version of, of things anyway in certain aspects so it's like you know they in the motherland they're not even making enough money to you know survive everyone's exploited and, all the way around yeah it's, it's the sucked. oddest and it's, it's so like weird. and it's for what that's what i'm not understanding like why is this the business model why not allow these people to to live well what is the harm in that? And that's what I was trying to understand. I was trying to process who created this. Well, I shouldn't say who. We know who, but <laughs> why, I guess, is a better question. And why have we just been on autopilot and allowing this to just continue on? Because you know? shit is so messed up over here that right. people get consumed with trying to fix things in their immediate you know, circle and immediate space instead of thinking about things on a larger scale. Right. And sometimes, like, you need that other perspective to get things in perspective for yourself. Absolutely. So as we're all so consumed with all the heinous, horrible things that are going on here that are incidents, you know, that speak to a bigger issue, but there's a whole life, a whole way of life that's fucked up. Right. That's going on for a lot of people elsewhere yeah so that's something to think about you know yeah and i get it too like because i've heard people say you know i have my own problems i Mm -hmm. can't be worrying about nobody in africa and and to a certain extent i get it Mm -hmm. you know you can only worry about yourself because if you can't fix your situation how you gonna worry about a woman you know sourcing shea nuts (laughs) somewhere in the village you know i totally get it but what people don't realize is that 
all of this is way more connected than it's they realize. It's all relative, yeah. Because it's a it's an energy, it's a vibration mm-hmm. that's circulating the world, and if all of us are feeling low, it's for a reason. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it's a it's like this perpetual cycle of negativity that's just like kind of flowing around all the countries and the world and you know the consuming and consuming and distractions social media it's like it's just a lot of unnecessary it's a lot of fat you know like I, that's what i realized when i when i came here i was like wow we just there's just a lot of unnecessary mm-hmm. things that we're so consumed by yeah and i realized that by living in this hut for the week you know and and just understanding the things I place value in and why and what does it even mean? You know, like it's just it was a great trip because I was just able to question a lot of things. You must have been sending me some energies the other day because on Friday, I think it was. And this is going to sound so petty, like <laughs> and like, you know, there's really nothing I can say after talking about your Africa trip. Sorry, world. <laughs> no. But I just was in the AT&T store and I remember walking in for like one thing. I was like, you know, let me just pay the bill. You know, it's something for my mom, something good to do, something good for us. And then the guy just kept trying to sell me all this stuff. And then I walked out. I just bought some fucking beats for no reason. And I was like, no, I don't have money like this. And after I returned them, because I was going to return them, um, I thought to myself, why I could just do that? Like, why I wouldn't think twice about spending like that and how that's connected in other ways and where this money's going and all of that so I, so you must have shot a vibration my way because i was feeling real low after that right and it wasn't even connected to the money so much as it was connected to like the feeling of why did i feel like i even needed something like that right you know? so no it's true and and like i said this isn't a thing of making anyone paranoid but you know not everyone's gonna have the opportunity to go to africa and help with initiatives or even travel the world i should say because like i said it's not just africa but you know, we just have to contribute how we can, you know, just contribute how you can. I saw a lot of wells um, when we were driving through the different areas. I noticed that there was these there were these wells of water, fresh water. And they were like little kids pumping the well. And I was like, who makes that well? Like, you know, like these are yeah. the questions that we need to be asking. And then I found out that it's a company called Charity Water, you know, but I wouldn't have known that if I hadn't passed it and if I hadn't asked the question. So now I know that there's a company, an org, um, called Charity Water, and they are actually putting wells. Like, I saw it with my own eyes. You know, I saw the kids yeah. in the village having access to fresh water. Thank God. These are the brands. These are the companies that we need to continue to support. You know, if your money is going towards beauty, have it support someone's life well. And that is pretty much the message that I wanted to come back you know to the states with because we are using all this stuff mm-hmm. you know and like you said it's it's booming like yeah man the beauty industry is massive mm-hmm. think you could think back to just like one or two years ago when there wasn't as many products as there are today right even just the natural hair products now you yeah. go on target our aisle is crazy yeah and then you look at the ingredients and a lot of them are sourced back to africa mm. you know so it's it's just crazy how, like I said, we tap in, but we don't give back. And I just want to bring more awareness. And I'm happy that I went. My peers went. Like, you know, I hope this creates more initiatives and more pe- more interest, I should say, more people gathering together and asking more questions. You know, like, look at the products that you're using. That's going to be my wellness segment. Look at the products that you're using. Find out. 
hit those companies up, ask them if they're using fair trade, ask them if they're paying the women, where is this being sourced? Let's put these brands on blast. On blast. Let's put them on the hot seat. Let's do You know, it. like I want to create exposés. Like I'm like what's like we can't keep supporting these brands. It just doesn't make sense. The world is just not going to change. And someone wow. might think something as simple as a chapstick. Oh, what does it matter? No, it actually matters a lot. Because mm-hmm. I saw the women, the process. Like I said, I'm going to post those videos because I need everyone to understand the work that goes behind these things. You know, I'm going to like I had to film every step because I want people to see. And it hurts walking on those shea nuts. Like, because the women have to wash them and they, they kind of all stand on top of it. Kind of similar to the way people do with grapes, like mm-hmm. when they crush them, but with shea butter to soften them. They hurt. Like, they literally hurt. It like It's like stepping on stones. You know, it's a long process. Wow. And I just, I was just like, wow, people don't even know how this goes down. <laughs> they probably think shea butter is just something you scoop out of somewhere. Yeah. You know? But it was like a 10-step process. I can't wait to see your work. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm going to try to get that up as soon as my mind comes back to. <laughs> yeah, you still in the future. Yeah, because I'm still kind of like woozy. But I'm really excited to to put this information out there. And I'm, I'm excited that you guys had interest in even talking about it today. Because I was like, I don't know that we'll like dedicate an episode. But I think it's cool that you guys were interested. Because, you know, this is information that I think is really important. And like I said... Africa is not this, you know, inferior place that needs our help. They just need us to stop tapping in the way that we are. And if we are going to tap in, then at least let's be fair about it. Wow. Well, thank you for sharing that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And visit Africa, you guys. Just find initiatives. Find a reason. Gather up. (laughs) There's no way you was going to go all the way to Africa and come all the way back. And we wasn't going to talk about that. Right. There <laughs> <laughs> was just no way. Did you go to the club while you were over there? Um, No, I didn't go to a club. But they had like a, when we went back into the main part of the city um, in Ghana, I should mm-hmm. say, we the last two days we went back to that hotel that we had first come in, the fancy schmancy one. They um, probably didn't even want to touch nothing. You right. We like, walked yeah. in and felt so weird. Yeah. Like, Ugh, all this luxury. <laughs> 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 Who made this bed? <laughs> So um, they took us out like the last night just to kind of get a vibe of what, you know, how the young kids roll in like the bigger cities. And it was cool. It was fun. I I actually was fascinated by the dance steps. Mm, (laughs) Yeah. Some of those videos, they'd be like, yeah, the dance steps were awesome. And the music was really good. I actually brought some back. I'm going to try to put it in some kind of zip drive or something so that you guys could have it. Yeah. Yeah. It was really, really good music. And um, I can't wait. Ooh. (laughs) Really fun music that I thought um, we would be able to connect with a lot of the artists there. You know, they just have really good music. I don't know what they were saying, but it just felt right. Yeah. (laughs) And that's all that matters. So I'm excited to put that out. Yeah. Maybe I'll um, put that out so that other people can have access to it, too. Um, maybe I'll create some kind of Dropbox link or something. But, but yeah, I mean, it was just, it was cool, man. I can't really, I was really sad to leave. It was very eye-opening. I met a lot of really beautiful minds, mm-hmm. you know, beautiful minds that just want the world to be different. And I felt honored that uh, I was drawn into that because that just made me feel like it says a lot about where my mind is at you know and i just want to keep going yeah like i'm just like okay what more what else what else can i 
can I do? You know, and and it's just exciting. I just I want people to travel. Guys, get your passports. Mm-hmm. You know, I know travel isn't cheap, but just get out there. Link up with local artists. Like link up with locals. No resorts. Like you don't have to do it up. That's an American thing. <laughs> just you know, one thing that I felt was that people just felt like we were family. Like I said, when they told us welcome home, it almost felt like I just, you just gotta go. Just go back, you know, go back and you'll find a reason, you'll find a way. And and I'm just excited to put that message out there. That is so awesome. Our people, man. That is so <laughs> awesome. I'm I'm still like stunned from when you said like how when they opened the gates and it was all cheering and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, and I filmed that too, so Oh my god. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> See you ain't say that before. Now it's like, oh no. I filmed that too, so I wanna I wanna have you guys in your feelings with the video. Oh Lord. <laughs> well we didn't so your your wellness tip right. definitely read. Yeah. And and make sure you out there just getting some good information in on about what you're buying and yeah and there's another brand that Alafia actually uh, works with called um i believe it's called the good soap Mm -hmm. and that brand alone is just natural soaps um it's also at whole foods they provide schools Mm. for children and we actually went to one of the schools so i saw for myself that the money's actually going there i saw them building the desks i saw them building bathrooms so these kids could have a bathroom to go to like the kids were so awesome. They loved us. They were friendly. They, you know, were trying to communicate with us. <laughs> and we saw how happy we were. they were. We met the teachers, you know. So put your money towards that. It's called the good soap. Um, and, and you know, like, this is what I'm saying. Like, let's just be more aware. Let's just be more aware of the brands we're using. Wake up. <laughs> let's change the world in, in, like, all the little steps that we can. Yeah. Because you can. Even your chapstick, like... I don't want to go over to Africa and then all the all of the um all of the locals look at me like where your ass was at when we was making this shit, but you know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh like, I don't want everybody looking at me like that. So I want to help now. You know what I'm saying? What? They all go turn around like where your ass was at when I. Was. So you know, ain't nobody wanna... over there drinking no dirty sprite. <laughs> yeah. So please talking about some where your ass was at when I was yeah. making shake butter. <laughs> I don't want them cussing me out like that. So I'm gonna do my part. Oh, and you know what? On a funny note, mm-hmm. before I forget, why is Ludacris oh. <laughs> like the patron saint of and, uh, barbershops? Any barbershop you pass in Ghana and Togo, those are only two places <laughs> I saw, so I can only speak for those two areas. He's always, it's always a picture of him on the door. Ludacris. I mean, you're Ludacris. not going to, but you're not going to front like his lineup ain't always been his fresh. His lineup you know, is amazing, used to have but a, I just thought that was that so, that's so funny. That's so random. Of all, because I kept, every time we drove, I'm like, why are, are there always pictures of Ludacris? <laughs> if and, I'm not mistaken, his wife is, is from, African. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know from what part, but I was like, did it have something to do with her? Is it a marketing plan? What's her name? <laughs> I want to say she's from Ghana. Really? I want to say, but I don't know, so don't call me. But I feel right. like I, I'm usually pretty on when it comes to those kind of details. Right. And I feel like I read that, that she that her family was from Ghana. What's, her name is something like really... Eudoxy, but I can't remember what her oh, last yeah, name Eudoxy. is. Oh, yeah, Eudoxy. Yeah, but can you believe we saw him? I Like, we saw him <laughs> everywhere, and I thought that was so fascinating. Is, Literally funny. ludicrous everywhere. <laughs> I'd be like, is that Chris Lover Lover over there? <laughs> like, people would be like, Chris Lover Lover? <laughs> All right, so let's just uh, let's break it up a little bit with an yes, icebreaker. Woo, woo, perfect mm-hmm. timing. So this one, actually, the question is, 
what is a good or what would be your ideal place to meet someone that you're interested in or meet up with someone that you're interested in? Hmm. Switch it around a little bit for you. An ideal place. Well, I like the private client section at Chase Bank where they have like over on the left where they have the private clients. You know, only certain branches have that space. Right. And so, That's so specific. You try you try to write out your deposit slip over there by where the private client is. Right. Says, you know, so you can network. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Everybody. I'm so totally kidding. Uh, plotting. Um. Damn. I don't know. Somewhere somewhere that meant that they were smart and could think. So maybe at um. Maybe like a conference or something, right? Mm, uh, I like that. Yeah, like a professional conference. Great place to meet people. Another place, the gym. Think about it. If you're there, you're trying. Okay, <laughs> so that's a that's a good place to meet people. Where else is a good place like that to meet people? People is people. What, shame what, 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 the what club. would be your ideal spot to meet someone? Mm, for me, you know, for me. For you, absolutely. Yeah, I like to meet people who are grounded you know what i mean and like just in touch with reality so a great place for me the liquor store well you meet people at the liquor store let me tell you why i like how you set that up so let me tell you why so let me tell you why so let me tell you you actually set it up when you asked me (laughs) so the reason why right it's all about which kind you go to, right? Oh my God. Like you don't go to Wines just a regular, right? You know, you don't go to just like a regular <laughs> liquor store around the way. You go to the nice neighborhood, go to Ooh. the liquor store. You know, they cool, they drink. So you, know you don't what I'm go saying? to Lennox Liquor. No, and you don't go to. You definitely go, don't go get nothing that lush is all trifling ass either. But anyway, <laughs> so, we, so we, uh, but yeah, go to a good, a great neighborhood. You know. Go to the liquor store where they don't not no not any store. Let me tell you how you know. Oh, let me tell you how you know it's a good liquor store. They don't sell double shots. They don't sell you know half pints and nothing. It's just like all fifths, you know, gallons. Like so, you know, people going in there spending a little bit money. Somebody got a job, okay? right? And they cool. They like to drink. The liquor store in a nice neighborhood. Y'all can thank me later. <laughs> Liquor store in a nice neighborhood. Yes. So if you're looking for Dustin, that's where you well, are. That going. That's not where I'm going to be. <laughs> but that's a good place to meet people. Well, look, you understand look, what I'm saying? I'm at the house waiting on you to come back with the liquor. Where your ass was at when I sent you to the store. Well, what they ain't coming back because they met somebody at the liquor store. Well, they met me the last time, so they trying to get back to me. Okay, you know Not if they up in there again. Not if they up in the liquor they store again. again because I sent their ass. Okay? <laughs> and they coming back. So you, I sent, get, you they sent them where you found them? They coming back because I gave them a reason to come back home. You oh, about that. But you gonna okay. lose them How where you that? found them. Oh no no no! I'm not gonna lose them on nothing. That's by that's by hook or crook. Catch that. <laughs> Sometimes you have to lose to oh win again, God. and I to definitely lost again. Okay. So he could win again. Well, I'm trying to think where I would want to. You know what? After this trip, I would say that it would be awesome to meet someone abroad mm-hmm. who's Ooh. on a mission yes like because i met like i met so many awesome people like i said a lot of the influencers mm. that move back to freaking africa mm-hmm. to work like people that are that passionate and that live with so much focus and intention and have their minds set on the things they want to change about the world and the fact that they even want to change anything about the world and they dedicated their lives to, to Ooh, this make you like, like Netflix and chill with like <laughs> just talk like literally Netflix and chill more like, like, non- like more, more like non profit and chill and non profit and chill <laughs> oh no yeah. <laughs> I like that 
no that's real i think that's okay. my wave like i was thinking like all these awesome women and all these awesome men like this is the type of vibration I want to be around. Yes. And if you meet, happen to like meet someone and you guys connect, imagine you guys will be like superheroes in a way. You changing the world together. Like, that's dope to me. It almost made me feel like I don't want to be in no more childish relationships or no. fighting about who you liked on Instagram, why yeah. you following yeah. this chick. Like, I want someone that's changing the world. You know, <laughs> I want to change the world. And I, and I think now. If you're not out here changing the world, like, I'm not checking for you. I think mm. that's kind of the new wave I'm on. Come on. Step your game up, fellas. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you have it. You heard it here first. Right. Okay, that's the drop. So that's me. Now, Asante, you have to tell us yours. You know, anywhere where someone is forced to use their manners, like, I can't think of a good place. Well, you know what? The court. Less- court. No. I was a dick at court. <laughs> so I'm not no. even, I was terrible, so I know. Uh, even a, a, an even worse place to name the airport, uh, specifically TSA, not specifically the TSA agents, depending on what city. Uh, oh. anyway, TSA, because <laughs> you know you are like forced to move in these lines. You know you kind of looking around, people taking off their shoes. Dustin, that's for you. Um, <laughs> so you, it's a good scoping spot, and then you can make small talk with people. I'm a small See talk person. Going. That's where I like to be. Cause like I sit in like coffee shops a lot. So you so you like the airport vibe. I do. It's something about like yeah. It's it's the travel thing. You know you don't know where anybody's going. It's the hustle and bustle of being in the airport. So you're right. kind of like forced to. If you meet someone, you have like a window. Right. So in this window, you know it's like this message is going to self destruct in seven seconds. So like what you gonna do? Right. But then if they go into different states or whatever, it's like you don't have to see that person ever again. I but like if you're that. interested in them, you could be like, oh, I fly out there sometimes. Right. I think the airport is cool. I've met some really cool people on flights. I, I always sit I next to the most interesting. <laughs> <Right. laughs> I have but stories. Like, smiling yeah, in a I, way ooh. different way than I am. <laughs> okay. I look, have stories. Look, he, he is in right. a moment right now. <laughs> okay. So really quick, right? So, <laughs> so I was on this flight, right? Mm-hmm. We happened to be in first class, whatever. And so like it was me and it was like a few of my friends. We were going, I think we were going to Atlanta, I think. Or maybe it wasn't, maybe we were going to L.A. We mm-hmm. were going to L.A. We were going to L.A. Oh. And so we were in first oh. class, like, ordering all these <laughs> shots. We were ordering, like, triple shots with, like, orange juice. Like, like just having a good time, right? Doing what you do. So I happened to turn around. Like, I, I, I got in a conversation with the person who was to my right that I didn't know. Right? All my, I was by myself over here, and my friends were over here and in front of me. So I got in a conversation with somebody to my right, and as we were talking, the person who was in the seat behind us woke up and took, like, the blanket off their face. So when the blanket got removed, I was like, oh, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> okay, this, let me, look, I'm like, like let me sit up straight, and you know what I'm saying, and get myself together, right? <laughs> so naturally, I engaged, checklist. I engaged the passenger in conversation, of course. And so as we were talking, right, amongst, like, all the three of us, I showed I was I was using my phone to like I have a well anyway I was using my phone to put uh, to to put my number to make my number <laughs> my phone number visible right really so oh listen so what I did was because I didn't I, it's always That's a new one for oh no me. listen listen okay. to what he about to say hint number thirty one right <laughs> it's it always sexier to make the communication subtle right as opposed to like blatantly obvious so if we're in front of a group of people it's better to have like 
a flirtation that only we're aware of mm-hmm. as opposed to it is cool as a guy to be openly flirtatious but not in an imposing way but just to kind of show that you're confident right but it's sexier when you have like this communication with the person that kind of only you guys know about right so what i did was i put my phone number in my phone and the, i used it to act as if i was showing them what we were all talking about as a group but when i passed my phone to them I had written a note in my notepad that said, you're adorable, Call here's my number, call me or whatever. And that's what oh. they saw when they saw my phone. Oh, and so I so watched cute. them read I watched them read the message and like start smiling. Dusty. And like they put my number in their phone and to this day we've kept in touch. Oh my like, God, I want someone yeah. to do that to me. So that was See? one of the stories hint, about hint. meeting people on the plane. <laughs> Wait, go. actually, let me not say that. Right. <laughs> I'll be all kinds of people on the train like, but that was a really i'll never forget that so i agree well maybe not agree because now i don't be in a good mood in tsa but the airplane (laughs) just the airport is in general the airplane no the airplane i've definitely met really fascinating people that are doing cool Mm -hmm. things i like that something i'm with you on that all right, cool all right, icebreaker. All right, all right, all right. Now we transition to. Well, now that friend is back from the future. Right. <laughs> Finally. We're going to answer some questions. Yay. If you have some questions you want to ask or some icebreakers you want to send into the show or some ideas and conversations and don't things to share, don't get crazy. <laughs> uh, please email, email us at thefriendzone at loudspeakersnetwork.com. Mm. So, this is a good one. <laughs> Hi friends, I hope this email finds each of you well and in good spirits. Me too. My question is simple. How do I help my friends get on the social scene and find men? I am in a great relationship and my boyfriend has a great relationship with my friends. However, they always want to hang out and don't understand I have a man. They have offered several times to have my boyfriend join us hanging out and he has, but being the only guy is not fun. They need men so they either stop calling me to hang out so much or so we can <laughs> hang out with our men. What do you suggest I do? Mind your own business. That's what I suggest <laughs> She's trying do. to mind her business like, with her man. No, but no, her- no, no, because I think that a lot of times we feel like we have to make a choice. It's either this or that. You don't have to say like, okay, since I'm in this relationship, we can't go out and have fun no more. You know what I mean? Or if we do go, we have to bring. No, there's nothing wrong with you going to spend time with your friends and hang out. There's also nothing wrong with you telling your friends, not tonight, I'm going to be with, you know, person A. Like, just just diversify. It doesn't have to be this defined behavioral pattern like, oh, I can't hang out and be in the streets with y'all because I got a man. Y'all don't understand that we got to do like it's not that deep. (laughs) Just either say yes or say no. And also initiate it sometimes. A lot of times people are in situations because they wait to be reactive as opposed to making the move. So why don't you plan some shit? You know what I'm saying? With your friends. So that you say, hey, this night is just for us. Y'all, come on, let's go or whatever. That's, and then yeah. other nights, chill with your boo. Like, that makes sense. That's it. We yeah. don't need to overcomplicate it. Yeah, I like that. I, I'm i definitely one of those people that would struggle in relationships. Like, I start getting all, like, <laughs> yeah. booed up, and then I don't call my friends as much. <laughs> Everybody get left behind. Yeah, I definitely, I, I'll admit, I'm one of those. I think I've gotten better now just because, um, like Dustin said, I just will carve out time for the people that I care for. So I'll make it more of an effort because I know I am like that. Mm-hmm. I'm already a hermit. And I don't really go out as much as I used to. I right. love, I just love being home. So if I have a boyfriend, then we're just going to be home. <laughs> like, <laughs> 
you know, and and a lot of times I will choose hanging with my boyfriend over my friends just because there is an advantage. <laughs> <laughs> no, because you know you guys get so close, and there's a lot of building, and a lot of the times it just it's where your interest is. Yes. You know, you want this to thrive, so you're gonna put the energy, like we say, where attention goes, where energy flows, your attention goes. You right. gotta put that in there. So I. And definitely guilty of that, but I've I think Dustin's advice is perfect. Carve the time out. What I would do is also be honest with your friends. I'm my tell my friends, you know, I'm booed yeah, up. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's that season. I gotta disappear for right. a while. Right, they know, and I make it very clear. And then it just has to be a mutual thing where I'm like, well, girl, you know, let's let's chill this Saturday because you know I'm with him Friday and Thursday and went. Mm-hmm. No, I'm kidding. Right. <laughs> I'm actually lying. <laughs> I actually all of my relationships have been um long distance. Fran just, Fran just tickled me, y'all. I'm sick. Like that friend. That Friday. Was, <laughs> and I was trying to let it go with this. Fran, that was fucking funny right there. Like you get thirty minutes on Saturday, girl. Yeah. Make it good. Shit. <laughs> No, I'm actually lying. Oh, I'm actually God. lying because you guys know that I always I, I date people you. that are long distance. Mm-hmm. I've never dated someone that lived in the, sim- the same city with me. And see, maybe that's why you ain't dealing with what she dealing with. Right, because I know myself. <laughs> so it actually helps to not date someone in the same city because it teaches me balance and moderation, yeah. <laughs> which I'm not good at. So that's actually my the way that, that I can find that the best of both worlds. He can come one week out of the month, we yeah. chill, we make it awesome, and then the rest and of the And ain't nobody week, got a problem with it because they know he's in town. Because they know he's yeah. in town, right. and they'll leave you alone. That's yep. right. I'm, li- I'm telling you, there's a method to the madness. What's your advice to Sante Picante woke up in a new Bugatti? Oh, uh, you know, be real about it. I think that she just doesn't want to hang out with her friends because <laughs> she got a man right now. And right. that's okay. Like, you, I think you should just be real with your friends and be like, look, stop extending the invite to me. <laughs> it don't mean I don't love y'all. I'm going to call y'all when I want to do some stuff. I'm just where I want to be. You know, this might be the one. And, you know, I just want to lock it down with him. Y'all love each other. I'm glad he's passed the test. But, <laughs> you know, we it's cold outside. There are tons of things that are probably true that you can totally say. You just need to say them to your friends. I don't think you need to feel like you need to go out and find them men. Unless maybe they just do want men. But even then, you could probably host some shit. Oh, girl, you can make some money becoming the matchmaker for your friends. Oh my god! Or you, but you still gonna have to be bothered with them. So plus, like the way me and my friends are, right? Like we talk about what's going on in each other's lives. So like I know you over here with your dude or or your girl or whatever. You know what I mean? I know that it's new for you, or it may not be new, but I just know what you guys' moves are. So I wouldn't even ask. You have a certain responsibility as a friend, too, to be considerate. Right. Like, you don't ask somebody that's newly in love, you know what I'm saying, first year, you know. You don't be asking them to go hang out and go to the club and shit. And that's decide, true, you know? too. Like, yeah. Like, you definitely you just, have you, to be mindful. I'm yeah. like that with my friends. I actually am... I think it's funny, like yeah. at this point when they get booed up and I don't see them as much. I'm like, I get it. And those are I some totally of the best it. lunch dates you ever have in your life because you're their outlet. So right. like now that they're away from the booth, they let it all out. You getting all the information. <laughs> it's so juicy. <laughs> <laughs> it's so juicy. You getting all the good information. Get those here. are great lunch dates. Think about it. Like so that so every it's good for everybody involved. Like you, you know? said, it's not that serious. Yeah. Everyone also like we said. Be allowing of people's uh, chapters too. Like 
your friends need these relationships they're they're boot up and all caught up because there's something that they need in that moment let them go do it you yeah. know and then when they have time for you enjoy it if they don't have time for you that's fine too and be a daytime friend ain't nothing wrong with a daytime friend <laughs> a like, daytime you don't have to friend. go out to the club with all your friends like some friends you have you go shopping together you go out to lunch you go do this that day you know plays during the day thing you have daytime friends you know yeah. what I'm saying? so transition that person into your daytime friend. I like that. Yeah, and stop pressuring your friends with boyfriends to go to the club, please. <laughs> if they yeah. want to come, they'll ask. Yeah, don't do that. Because then make if something go away. down, y'all going to be blamed for it. You so know. Right. don't even do that. <laughs> Been there, done that. <laughs> <laughs> next. <laughs> um, done. So we're going to move on to the next question. This one is titled Communication Issues. I have trouble communicating with my mom, but I am trying to get better. I'm currently a college student looking to join a sorority for various reasons, but mainly because I feel that I've had trouble making a steady group of friends. I have a boyfriend, but he graduates soon, and I'm afraid that I'll end up here with very few friends and a lot of loneliness. My dilemma is that in order to join a sorority, you have to pay dues, which are pretty hefty, and I can't pay for all of it myself, even with my retail job. I want to ask my mom if she will support me financially, but I know she does not like the idea of a sorority because of their negative stereotypes and her fear that they may haze me. How do I reach out to my mom and explain the reasons why I would like to do this and ask for her support without her immediately rejecting the idea? So how do you ask your mom to pay your sorority dues? When you know that she does not want you to be in a sorority. You don't. You lie about it. Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's just be real. Like on, you, know, you forgot to say on a petty note. On a petty note. Well, on, on a realistic note, you know, you young I'm and you serious. just got to... Look, I, I know you are, but... but not to encourage what you're saying mm-hmm. per se, but too. But you know, when you're young, your parents are not gonna just be with certain things, even if, like, in this day and age, hazing probably just consists of, and I don't know, like, you know, putting up a Twitter just saying some bullshit or something. I don't damn know. Nah, like, no, 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 I'm no. sure. No, I'm sure. It, go, it goes down well, at the night show as far as hazing. I know, is but concerned. you know, we're older, so there are probably some things that have changed. Your mama don't. No, I'm talking look, about, listen, look, I'm talking I'm ta- about. I'm trying to get her to sell this to her mama, okay. not. Like, <laughs> but, but I want her to be clear. Like that hazing shit is real, and but it still goes down that's to for this her, very that's day. For her, yeah. That's all for her to endure if she right. ever so wants. That's to. my point. Though. So like, yeah. I, I know, but for her mother, mm-hmm. you know, the sorority game might not be what she thinks it is nowadays. Anyway, so you know, she just got to come up off some money. Like I say, who her mom? I mean, she doesn't have to, but, you know, sometimes you ask your parents for money. Like, if you really just want to get it from your mom, you just going to have to work up the nerve to figure out how to ask her for it. Outside of that, you can save up from your retail job. Here's Dustin's Here's advice. why I say the lie, right? <laughs> and this is just, honestly, this is why, honestly, this is why I say the lie. What kind of sense does that make? <laughs> honestly. But anyway, honestly. no. When she wrote that letter, right, the reasons that she gave for being wanting to join the sorority were valid reasons to me. She said how she was fearful of being lonely and she felt like this was a great way to make friends. It's an excellent way to make some friends and actually like lifelong friends and also benefit from being a part of like a network. There's so many people who get so many opportunities because of their affiliation with the sorority, it's a good right. thing. Oh yeah, so she didn't she say jobs she went, yeah. after college. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like she didn't say she wanted to join a sorority because it was cute. You know what I mean? She was like, no. I have a boyfriend. He's leaving. This is what I want to do. I know my mom's not with it, but her reasoning behind it is great. 
you need to just tell your mama your rent went up or something. <laughs> you know what I mean? And just it's temporary. She won't be paying dues forever. Right. You know what I mean? Well, like don't so. Don't she gotta pay dues? To well, she gotta pay. You know, not nah. the kind she gotta do to pledge. So I'm like, just lie. You want to get the money? I, yeah. I don't think you should involve your mom. I think if this is, I think first of all, you have to be an adult. This yeah. is your if test. this is You're something right. yeah right. if this is something you want to do that your mom doesn't agree with because she's thinking about your uh, safety your sanity you know she's just has you in school because you're supposed to thrive so if this is something on the side that you feel will help you but your mom doesn't agree with why involve her mm-hmm. time for you to be an adult this is what you want to do then find the way the mm-hmm. holidays are coming get some extra jobs stack you know, save, don't join the sorority until you can afford it. Because the reality of life is your mom is not going to be able to pay for everything that you want in life. Soon as you graduate, you're going to have to deal with some sacrifices. You're going to have to struggle, maybe not get some things, maybe get some things. And this is the perfect time for you to understand that. (laughs) That just doesn't really work like mom's going to save you and you shouldn't expect that of her. I think you should just get a holiday job. But again, you are still in college. So, you know, mooching happens occasionally. So I get it. Like, you know, these are the last couple years. I I would say that you should feel comfortable mooching. And on 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 a really petty note. Oh God! Okay. Wow. <laughs> really? On a really petty note. On an note, even pettier note. <laughs> picking, piggybacking off of your suggestion, friend. Oh, Lord. just get a student loan. You probably been trying to deny. Oh, it. Look, see, no. no. So here, here's uh, my. Here's uh, 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 we moving here's into my, the here, rush card. No, territory. here's my. Here's my thing. <laughs> Don't right? do that. Here's my thing. You've been denying it. You've been trying not to. You know, I'm not getting all that debt. Whatever, whatever. Get the loan. What if she already pay. got it and that's why she's doing this retail job? Then get the second loan uh, to pay oh, to pay no. to pay the Doesn't to pay the no. pay, I know, right? No. It's awful, but just listen. No. Get the second loan to pay for the um the dues. <laughs> and then that way, since you already got the loan to pay for the dues, then you can go ahead and you don't feel guilty about getting the loan. <laughs> Because you know it's to pay for the dues because you didn't want to ask your mother for the money because she don't support the shit no way. <laughs> so, you know, so you just get the loan, pay for the dues, you know, and live off the rest of the money like everybody else. <laughs> That's what you do. And, and at least shopping. then, you know, yeah, at least then, you know, this semester you ain't got to worry about no damn money. Okay. <laughs> You're already going to be stressed out to the max from, from pay, from, uh, pledging you know you don't need financial stress so go on and get that loan pay your bills have some extra money in your pocket you know (laughs) there you go that's all they just nodded and said well Well, that was awful advice (laughs) (laughs) i hope that you have received somebody's advice Mm -hmm. um not dustin's Mm -hmm. (laughs) go get some Um, holiday shifts yeah for sure like that's the thing weirdo if you do get your mama to pay for it you also gonna have to be worried about her always holding that over your head like well oh yeah because if she if you finally do convince her to pay for it like and you could i mean you still in your mooching phase so you probably you might could but like i don't know how to tell you to ask your mama for money but if you convince her to do it you know she's always gonna say i paid for that sorority and blah 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 so if you go through that hazing and you don't like what's going on and you want to leave or you don't like any of those girls in that sorority or whatever happens like you also are gonna have to be faced with that so think about that if you make it to the other side which i'm sure you will hopefully you do it in a way that'll be most beneficial to yourself right lie girl no, i'm just playing <laughs> <laughs> i'm just playing <laughs> You know what? I hope she, I hope we don't get no email. See back why you need to lie, girl. Go on and lie, girl. Look at you. 
Oh, shit. All right. Hi. I just want to say I love your podcast. Hopefully you can shed some light on my situation. I'm 22 years old and dating someone for nearly a year. He happens to be 39. We connect in every wow. way imaginable. Do you? <laughs> however, I've been getting <laughs> however I've been getting so much criticism from family and friends who have yet to ever meet him about his age. He also doesn't have the greatest job or living situation. Mm. He has roommates. My mom thinks I deserve someone more educated and with more money. She doesn't even seem open to meeting him. And now outside opinions are causing me to start second-guessing our relationship. Should I stop seeing him? I don't want to. We love each other and enjoy each other's company. Any advice? Thanks. Yeah, I have some advice. Oh, gosh. Oh, God. I, I don't, you I don't know what? We should that, implement a rule that you can't talk first. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that... I don't think that... I don't know enough about your relationship to tell you, like, you should stop seeing this guy, right? All I know, and this is how your this is the conversation that your family should have with you, right? Because it's completely ineffective to tell somebody you don't need to be with them. And yeah, right. it just drives you closer to the person. Exactly. When in fact you probably don't need to be with the person. So all I know is this: at twenty-two versus thirty-nine, I haven't made it to thirty-nine yet. You know, I'm on my way though. Right. And I think completely differently at this stage of my life than I did when I was twenty-two. I know that and I know the difference in I know the difference in um, depth. I know the difference in perspective. I know the difference in understanding at my age versus the same me when I was 22. Mm -hmm. So your partner that you're dating knows the 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 in, in the in, in the literal sense, the immaturity that you have compared to where they are. My concern is that they're taking advantage of you because of that. And that's a real concern for you to have in this relationship. That's why the age difference poses such a, and that's why it makes everyone uncomfortable because people know that you know what's happening and this person is young. What are you doing? Right. What are you doing? And so while that doesn't mean that this relationship can't work, it just means that you need to be made aware that you're in a position where a person could potentially be taking advantage of you, your emotions, and manipulating you to control you. Right. <clears throat> so it's just something that you need to be aware of, keep an eye on their behavior, and be smart. That's the advice that I have for you. Right. I agree with Dustin. And one thing I, and this is me speaking from experience because I've been in a similar situation with, I was younger and someone a lot older. And what is similar to what you described is that he didn't have his shit together. Mm -hmm. And the reason he dated younger mm -hmm. women was because there was less of a chance of us calling him out on it. Mm -hmm. An older woman is going to check you. An older woman, most likely, because, you know, age isn't always wisdom. That doesn't always correlate. But True. the chances are <laughs> mm -hmm. that a woman that is 39 or closer to his age is going to make him look into himself and have to start, you know, she's going to question him. Right. Why are you, why are you 39 with roommates? Why don't you have a good job? Like those questions that are quote unquote nagging, uh, you know, as most men would put it, mm -hmm. is also a way for you to avoid yourself. And dating a younger person is a way for you to avoid yourself a lot of times because the younger person is just happy to experience you. Right. And they're not really, they're not in a place 
where they have it figured out. So they're most likely not going to question whether you figured it out. So that's a lot of the dynamic of an older man with a younger woman a lot of the time. So that's just advice as a woman. That's just me speaking to you from what what I've learned looking back because hindsight is always Mm, 2020. (laughs) But like you said, none of us can really tell you anything. I've learned that too. You're going to have to hit your own wall. Absolutely. And this is something that I say you love them, you're happy. Okay, stick with it because it's going to be what it's going to be anyways. It's going to come out at some point and this could be a very important lesson that you'll need. It's happening for a reason and it could very well be something you need to take you to the next level of you. So we can't really tell you anything to interfere with that lesson because growing pains are growing pains. That's right. But just know that you're asking these questions and writing into us because you already know the answer. And I think uh, a really big theme that a lot of us face and don't even realize sometimes is perspective versus experience. Right. So because you're younger, you know, you have your own perspective, you know, for what you're doing and you're only hearing what everybody else is doing based on their experience and their perspective. And so you probably feel like you need to experience it because, you know, you're you and, you know, what you're going through. But um, try to realign or rethink your perspective. Like, you know, why is everybody saying this? And, you know, if they are saying these things, are these things that I think are manageable for me? Is it a process? And really sit down and figure out. Like, you know, you're not going to be able to figure out a relationship in a day or a month. But at the same time, is this something that you want to continue to invest your time in? Because you don't want to waste his time and you definitely don't want to waste your own. So really think about your perspective, not so much everybody else's experiences. Right. Or their perspectives. And don't always assume that people are hating or trying to knock, like, a lot of like i mean i like i say i try to stay away from giving too much advice to my younger counterparts because i do think they need to learn certain things right and sometimes you just kind of do have to let people be do what you know but i will say if if they are older people that are trying to give you some perspective listen you don't have to do what they say, but hear them out because a lot of the times they could be saving you from Absolutely. a lot of bullshit. <laughs> I've, and you know what? That's why I've always clicked with people that are like, you know, older than me or doing better than I am because I've always been interested in how to get into those spaces or what their processes were and things like and that. And avoiding similar pitfalls. Yeah, so maybe you if know? you're overhearing what they're saying, maybe you could sit down and be like, well, why do you say that? And if they're saying it just because, oh, I just don't, then you know you could just dismiss it. But if they are saying, you know, well, when's the last time he worked or something, then you might be like, well, when is the last time? Or, you right. know, so. Or they may have been in a similar situation. Yeah, absolutely. And that's why they can tell you that. Absolutely. <laughs> you know? Which is where their responsibility of letting them know that comes in. You right. You can't be the older person that's just telling somebody, I'm telling you about shit I know. Tell the story. Tell the story. Tell the story and make it relatable for me. And I don't agree. just be telling me what the fuck to do. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Show the emotional thread and, and that admit might actually made, affect me. Admit you made the goddamn mistake. <laughs> you know older people don't do that. Just come on out with it. Black folks. <laughs> That's real, though. That's very real. True. So hopefully that helped you. I think that was way better advice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you black on. Yeah, black on. <laughs> Dustin, wait. Yes. We missing something. What are we? <gasps> we are. <Is> it? <gasps> ah, oh, perfect and, and song. It and it hit him just Friend, like that. You be, I swear to God, you be right on time. Right. So. This song is applicable. Um, it's not a gospel song, but it's by a person with gospel tinged vocals. I can so maybe that's, you know, fitting in this case. Mm-hmm. But there's a song by the great 
you know, just uh, incomparable, you know, lyrically competent, uh, just really deep soul singer, Millie Jackson. Do okay. not tag me in this when y'all <laughs> make tweet sure about. that once y'all tweet that. once y'all tweet the video, make sure you especially send each tweet. Anytime you change no. anything about the tweet, whatever. No. Keep sending it to <laughs> at Hey Asante. No. Nope. That's H-E-Y-A-S-S-A-N-T-E. You can send all of it and make sure you mention Hey Asante too. Friend Zone Pod. Now the song is by Millie Jackson. And it's called Young Man, Older Woman. Mm. And it's a song. It's a blues song. <laughs> it's a blues song by Millie Jackson about the perils of a relationship between a young man and an older woman. Wow. Plot twist, right? Usually it's an older man with a young girl. This right. song is by an older woman singing about being with a young man. It's like that. So you want to know what your baby is thinking about? You listen to goddamn Young Man, Older Woman by Millie Jackson. I don't actually listen and to And you this. figure it out. And that's the song of the week. Thank you for putting me back on my game, friend. <laughs> okay? We needed it. We, we needed, needed the song. It. Yes, we did. We can't move forward without. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We needed it. That. We needed it. <laughs> well, this has been another episode of the Friend Zone, Yay. brought to you by Loudspeakers Network, <laughs> and we out. Stay black. We love you guys. See you we next love week. Y'all. Holla. <laughs>